1: In a stunning turn of events on the outskirts of the Hyperion settlement on Pi Alpha 9, the transient exiles make quick work of a renegade band of escaped prisoners who seemed hungry for violence after their long tenure at the renowned penitentiary. However, the resulting bloodbath seems to have attracted the local vampires. Out of the frying pan and into the undead meat grinder, eh? I've said it once and I'll say it again. Having blood is a grossly overlooked disadvantage. Many things must bear the burden of it. It makes you wonder how they even get out of bed. You know, Paige, I have blood. A vast number of sentient creatures do. What exactly is your complaint about this particular feature of our anatomy? Oh, dear foolish Warren, you wouldn't bring a water balloon to a war against an army of hedgehogs. You wouldn't take a tubing trip down the Razorblade river. If you spring a leak, and it's not tended to, not only do you weaken greatly, but you die after a shockingly short period of time. It's sort of an important part of our nature. What would you suggest as an alternative? I'm glad you asked. Perhaps polished and mechanical fixtures that move and self-maintain with both magic and incredible manipulations of physics. A body designed and dictated by order itself. What could be better? Well, you're not exactly foolproof yourself, Paige. You know, being a creature of order, singular or not, it doesn't take much more than a long string of non-sequiturs and a logical word assembly to put you on ice. Poppycock! A little silly talk is nothing. Then maybe you can answer me this. If I for it all isn't just how they can be, what for could everyone imagine being when we were us back to the old future icebox? Ow! What's the matter? Make for the big intrepid mind what system can't for agitate possible? Stop this. Not even we can sure of Thorough Wide Fear's equation indeed participate. Error. Error. Buffoonery levels too high. Logic forsaken. Order crumbling. Error. Serious error. Well, while Page sorts out his thoughts, let's check back in with the Night Market of Kinuit, a rare and magical event indeed, and the mysteries it has in store. Stay tuned for more EXPN.
2: The opalescent blue eyes of the hag stare into you
3: as your friends fall deep into a magical sleep. The moment Ayavos and Wusha fall to the ground in her peripheral vision, Penny is on her feet, no longer entranced by the sapphire eyes of this hag. Sword and shield immediately in hand, sword and shield immediately in her hands, she knocks the table onto its side, spraying cards across the interior of the tent.
0: Without your friends, you'll find it very difficult to face me.
3: You may not have heard, but I'm new in town. I'm not sure I have any friends yet. Oh. And with that, I want
2: you to roll for initiative. And with that, Wuxia's heart breaks a little bit.
3: Mm.
2: Hold on to that. Wuxia, the bloated and weathered corpses of people you once knew crawl over the gunwale drop down onto the deck and ready a crossbow from the crow's nest. You were such a disappointment, son, one of them says with the voice of your father.
4: I done better. I worked
2: harder.
0: Too little too late. We just wish he could have been more.
4: I, I carry my weight. I carry it, Damn it.
2: Wait, you've earned on the hard work of everyone else, how much have you been filling your gut?
4: Not my fault I were a goat!
2: (laughs) (laughs) The dead don't laugh. They only stare with long-lost eyes. Roll initiative. Yavos. The wind isn't cold, nor is it warm. It simply brushes against you, weak and tired yet the faded, grayscale trees shimmer and shake as though a greater storm whipped their boughs. The man that dismounts in front of you is familiar, yet so far away. In his hands is a sword that was once a plowshare.
1: Only fitting that I find myself in a dream, and be it a cruel one. It says nothing. I've seen your shadow cast before. You were meant to be forgotten. Left behind. Your presence here is terrible. A sign of bad things to come. It
2: raises an old, weathered hand to a clasp on its neck and pulls free the farmer's cloak, revealing beneath boiled leather, rusting chainmail, all spattered with blood. The man who you once thought of as a father stands now before you as the warrior. Roll initiative. Ooh. Hey, Elvis, what is your intelligence?
1: 16. The warrior acts with a 17. Dang, he done beat me by just a bit.
2: Max, what's your intelligence? Eight, baby.
1: Good thing, too. It got an 11.
4: <laughs> 11 with the minus one. Mm-hmm. It goes right before me. <laughs> and the hag rolled dookie
3: with a 10 what uh, I got an 11
2: Hey! Yeah. fuck yes alright so the way this is going to work is I'm going to run a round for each of you in turn all damage that Wuxia or Ayavos deal to their target will be done to the hag mm, dope however because you're in a nightmare, there will be some negative effects. Wuxia can only use his mental stats for his attacks. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, wonderful. And Yavos
1: has only access to his cantrips. Mm. I'm excited to try to use some cantrips, but boy, is that a big nerf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's,
2: uh, that's pretty tough there. And it should be noted that excess damage will not transfer, Wuxia.
4: Boy, I'm going to be surprised if I do any damage.
2: <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. Which of the three of you has the highest initiative? Uh, I got a 15. Not Wusha. I got a 10. I think I got the lowest. And Penny with an 11, that means that Yavos
1: will be starting us off. Oh, good. So it's clear to me that this is a tragic nightmare and this being is not here to have a chit-chat. I would like you to go
2: ahead and roll me a wisdom check. Err. Yeah. Generic wisdom check to see if you can determine what you
1: are experiencing. I doubt my glasses will help with, exp- <laughs> with uh, analyzing this dreamscape. So, uh, how I cocked it on top of my dice.
2: I saw that. It was the physics,
1: unbelievable. <laughs> uh, straight wisdom would be 19.
2: Beautiful. You immediately know the scent and texture of a dream. And that is exactly what you stand in now. The creature before you, however, doesn't feel any different than the
1: thing that once saved you so long ago. Hmm. Iavos stands to face this shadow of the past, realizing that the weight is lifted from his back, now in its hands, and seizing to find the power that he once held, there's a wall. He draws his strength from family and love, and he's been separated from almost everything he cares about. Hal is gone. Gaspar is gone. Penny is new. Wuxia is kind, but new. And trying to call for the magic that usually comes to him easily, there's just a whisper. So he grabs a necklace from around his neck with pieces of metal shrapnel, holds it in his hands, and holds an action for if this creature comes to oppress him. I like it. You were buried and forgotten once. If I have to do it again myself, I will.
2: Like a dancer, he surges forward, his feet barely touching the ground, closing the distance. He drags the blade across the tired old soil, dust flying through the air as he launches an attack against you.
1: When he gets within five feet of me, my held action triggers and sword burst erupts outward Mm. as the shrapnel turns into tiny blades and quickly forms a vortex around me. I like it. He needs to make me a saving throw. Yeah, he does. And it is a dexterity version. He got a 16 for dexterity saving throw. He dances nimbly between the blades. They have no effect on him. And let's see if you do the same. That is a 17. That very much hits. For a moment, Ayavo struggles to try to pull out the hellish rebuke of Hearthfire, but it does not come to him. I like it. This might be real short for yours, <laughs> Trizuli. <Trisuli. laughs> this guy's a fucking great sword. <laughs> Uh, we got double ones on this bad boy. Oh, thank the maker. You will be taking seven damage. Still still a good chunk of the va- avos. <laughs> still a big chunk of the bavos. The bavos, a chunk of the vos.
2: <laughs> the blade effortlessly slides across your flesh. The impact alone is enough to knock the wind completely out of you, though it does not cut through your armor. But as it draws upward, he uses the upward momentum to then bring it back down on top of
1: you. Well, fuck. That is a 16. Yeah. yo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even with your new armor? Yeah. That puts me at a 14, my dude. Uh, okay, okay. That was an upgrade. Your tender old man meat. <laughs> I, I can't even cast shield up in this bitch. <laughs> oh,
2: God. That is going to be 12 more damage coming at you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> the hatred in his eyes is overwhelming. You see none of the love of the father in him and his face seems twisted with trauma and pain.
1: Iavos watches as the plowshare is used as a weapon in front of him. He hates it, but something about it lingers in his mind, something he's going to remember.
3: Penny. With Penny's next breath, she launches herself towards the hag, closing the distance between them. As she draws back her blade, it begins collecting threads of light that cling to it, All the light in this tent gather upon it until it is glowing. The pupils of her eyes once again begin to light green. And this penny, absent words, has only sticks and stones. (laughs) And with her glowing blade, she strikes these awful sapphire eyes. That is a blinding smite. Ooh, And Penny gets two attacks because of Thirsting Blade. The first one is a 25. That definitely hits this poor hag. My next question for you, is
2: this hag my enemy? It absolutely is. As Zillos bites into her flesh, drawing blood, you are filled with the thrill of the hunt. This creature
3: is prey. That is all I needed to know. She needs to make me a constitution-saving throw.
1: It was an 18. Darn.
2: <laughs> the sultry darn
3: is
4: great.
1: Golly. Dangus.
3: Ah, dookie. Ah,
4: Butterblasters.
3: She is not blinded. There was not enough light in this tent. But the sword strike deals 31 points of damage. Holy, Holy macaroni. And if it matters, eight of that is piercing and the rest is radiant. Ah, okay. Good to know.
2: Your blinding smite falters. The blood that pours into her eyes does nothing. For in the end, her milky sapphire eyes still see all. Mm -hmm. Ooh.
3: Penny immediately pirouettes. Not as graceful as she once was. But as she strikes out with her second blow, it is a physical strength that past Penny never could have matched. Fourteen? That is not going to do it.
2: The first cut was free. The second is deflected with bare flesh as her hand strikes it aside and then comes to grab you by the face.
1: Ooh, intimate. Catch these hands. Buy one, get one free.
2: (laughs) Does a 19 hit you? It does. Okay. As her fingers gently grace your face, you are overwhelmed with horror. As your mind flashes with images of every terrible thing that has ever been done by you, you stand before a family. Fawns, not unlike yourself, yet from their antlers grow black leaves. You draw Zilos back and plunge it deep into the heart of the child before you. Corruption cannot be suffered. You take 21 psychic damage. Ow, oh, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Just be glad you're not sleeping. That would have been an extra 10. Big number of battles over here. Good
1: Lord. Yikes. That's about as much as I took.
4: <laughs>
1: Mine was from a sword. <laughs> Wusha.
4: What up? They go before me. Let's Tracy? 17 currently. <laughs> you lucky duck.
2: <laughs> Three crossbow bolts fly at you. Two from the rear deck and one from the crow's nest. Three sailors attempt to run you through with their blades, showing no etiquette, no care for social propriety, attacking you all at once. Bring it on. That's a natural 20.
4: I regret my words
2: immediately. A natural one and a 10. We got the whole spread, babies.
1: (laughs) Perfectly balanced, as all things should be.
4: (laughs) They hit me right in the beginning, middle, and end. Good Lord. That is nasty. Okay, let's do this.
2: Okay, the first plunges its blade directly into your chest. You can feel it puncture your lung as your breath suddenly deflates. You take 18 piercing damage. Ow. The second blade clatters across your armor and literally snaps in half as the rust eats through the last remaining piece of it. The third, however, does in fact strike home as well. This one through the shoulder and dealing another 11 damage. Ugh. He rolled an eight on a D8, oh, <laughs> and the first one got an eight God. and a seven.
4: <laughs> your boy Wusha is bloodied. Ooh. Ooh. Nasty rapiers. Oh, I'm bloody too. I'm- we got
1: this. I get juicy in no time.
4: It is your turn. Taking the damage, Wusha is going to bring his arms in close to his chest, grabbing at one of his spears. He's going to start thumping it on the ground in a rhythmic pattern. He lowers his shoulder and prepares himself to charge, singing a song that reminds him of his current crew and not these people who left him behind. Dip your oar to the old queen's north. We're on our way to a distant shore. As he charges into this one here on my left, and I'm going to try to just bull rush him over the deck. Nice. Go ahead and give me them rolls. Oh, boy. Uh, And I'm going to be making a charisma check to do this, since I can only attack with my mental stats, right? Correct. Cool. Does it help that I'm trained in athletics, or is that not something we're going to worry about right now? Because if not, that's no big deal. Oh, uh, you're, everything works exactly the same, oh, except cool. you can only use mental stats. Okay, sweet. Um, so then I'm going to make an athletics charisma check here. Hey! And I get to add three to my roll instead of nothing. That is a crit. Ooh. Ooh. Sea shanties give me strength. (laughs) That's very successful. Fuck yeah.
2: The decrepit frame cannot withstand your overwhelming power. You know who you are.
4: You know what you've become. You're not afraid of a little work. In theory, that does mean that I move this way, which will provoke two opportunity attacks.
1: Talk about going overboard.
4: (laughs) That's two failures.
2: (sighs) Almost as if shocked by being proven wrong these phantoms of your
4: past fail to attack you with any meaningful success i'm going to punctuate the usual pause between stanzas here of this sea shanty i know well and add a heave ho and then throw my spear toward that one there beautiful just a plus 3 i'm going with the charisma again that's a 13 total versus ac okay that hits Oh, shit. They're wearing leather armor. (laughs) Hell yeah, they are. (laughs) All right. That is going to be with my throne spear here. D6 plus five. Woo. Oh, sorry. We're using mental stats. We are. D6 plus nothing. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm still wrong. D6 plus two because of my fighting style. Hey. That was a one that's going to be three damage to him. Looks like many might not need y'all's help. (laughs) Wooshaw, knowing how to fight on a ship, he's going to step away from the gunnel, hold his hands out, and allow his phantom chains to return Ebb back to his hand. Hey. Anything else? That's what I got.
2: Which leads us back to the top of the initiative queue with Yavos.
1: I'm going to tell you all something that makes me have so much regret, makes me feel like an absolute idiot, and just made my heart sink when I read it. I studied the shit out of everything I put into building Iophos, and I just read something while looking over ideas for what to do in this that I have not used once this entire time I've played him. (laughs) And I dare say it's the most advantageous thing of being a lore master wizard. Oh. I had, they get two abilities at second level, and I apparently just never read the first one. I get to double my proficiency with all knowledge checks. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I get to use intelligence for initiative checks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I read everything a hundred times to build this guy, and I ne- that would have come in handy so... Every skill challenge I failed by one or two would have been golden. Every
2: single time that you had to change your tactic because you didn't go sooner in initiative, which is literally like every battle. <laughs> <That's> incredible. Huge.
4: <laughs> Amazing. Oh, no.
1: But regardless of that... <laughs> Ayavos doesn't feel like he has the strength to go toe-to-toe with such a veteran warrior. He's not skilled at dodging and striking, reaching out for what little magic he can manifest. He does manage to tap the figure on the forehead while getting hit hard by the greatsword and casts a mind sliver into the memory of his father's dreams. Mm. I need him to make me a wisdom saving throw. That is a 19. Damn, Ooh. That's bad. As is true with all cantrips, save means nothing happened. Yeah. There's no half season on these guys. It's his turn. Tis. Dog
4: shit. Hot dog shit. Awesome. Hot dog shit? I was about to say, I've had one of those before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: he rolls some fucking serious Frank farts, and then... Oh no. So you got a three and a five plus his whopping seven does not do it on either. So
1: Shockingly close, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you manage to barely avoid him as he is struggling to resist the sliver that you jab into his brain meat.
1: Mm-hmm. The blade swings wide in both occasions. Although while still getting used to his new armor, it takes a moment for him to remember and realize how the effects work. But at this time, it kicks in, and he gains resistance to slashing damage.
3: Mmm, perfect. And that makes it Penny's turn. Penny is lost for a moment in her reverie. And then, somewhere in her mind, she begins to hear something. Is it singing? It's a familiar tune. In fact, it's one that got stuck in her head fairly recently. Break your back, scour the deck, the coast is clear, the ship's a wreck. Penny's consciousness returns to the matter at hand. And her pupils, now the brightest green, so bright that the green begins to bleed into the gold irises around it. I think you've made a mistake. I don't have the same doubts that the other one had. I know who I am. Suffer not the witch to live. <laughs> Penny takes up some of the blood from her blade, wiping it on her shield, and casts Hunter's Mark on the hag. Mm. As you
2: do so, the face that appears is not hers, or at least not the thing you see before you. Instead, only a single great moonstone
3: eye. Penny's lips part, revealing sharpened fangs. (laughs) <laughs> and she strikes out with Zillo's. Do it. First one is not going to hit with an 11. Ah, <sighs> Tragic. Oh, my gosh. Is a 16 good enough? That is one shy.
1: Oh. Oh, oh, beans.
3: 17 on this bad boy. She snarls and snaps, but she cannot seem to gain purchase in this fight cannot mark what you cannot see. You don't know what it is you fight. With a
2: 22, the opaline eye glowing on your shield brightens until a bolt of radiant light shines out of it, blasting you full in the face. She uses guiding bolt
1: mm.
2: for 20 damage.
1: It's Ow, just one I, of the best spells. It's so.
2: She has advantage on her next attack as moonlight settles across your skin.
3: Is this what I've been doing to people? (laughs) She
2: got combos. The crew of salty dogs turn
4: to face you at the edge of the ship. I don't care what spice these canines have. Fucking come at me. Fucking Three more
2: crossbow bolts fall very far from you. And the two sailors charge you with their attacks. The first drives a rapier into your thigh and the second slashes across your ribs. You are dealt another 15 piercing damage. Separately, because I might have a reaction to one. Absolutely.
4: One of them is nine and the other one is six. I'm going to use my reaction to the first one for nine with Stone's Endurance and reduce that. Hey, I reduce it by seven. Hey! So I take eight damage total then? Yes. Sweet. That still sucks. Yes, absolutely. My skin tensing up and the ocean rising to defend me. My lithoderms, the little lumps on my skin, try to gather together and deflect the rapier into my thigh and kind of help. (laughs) Perfect. All right. With the rhythm still on my chest. (sighs) Heave! Oh, I am seeing this dude come at me. I am going to try to pitch into him with my spear and using a careful eye on his timing, on his velocity he's building up. I'm going to try to hit him and also flip him up over behind me to throw him into the ocean. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to make this attack with wisdom because I'm carefully watching what he's doing. Okay. That sucks. Uh, (laughs) that is a seven plus four. So 11 versus his AC Uh, one shy. Your spear goes
2: wide as he moves past it, kind of uh, pushing out of the way with his rapier and then driving it forward into you.
4: I am going to try to use the twisting motion of my body to take my other spear in hand and hit him in the ribs with it. Nice. And I rolled a one today is not Wusha's day. (laughs) Panic sets in.
2: Self-doubt rises in your throat as your spear, which he knocked gently aside,
4: falls flat on the deck. Giving myself a hearty slap in the face and focusing, I am going to use my second wind. Hey! Mm, Such a good ability. I get eight health back. Uh, Nope, seven health back. That it? That's it. Penny,
2: your friends are panting, thrashing on the ground in horrible nightmare as you see blood begin to pool in their clothing and you realize the fight is so much more than this old woman. Oh no Why Nurse Gunderson? What brings you to this exotic locale? Mr. Bradley, these are my private personal quarters Mmm, yeah You like it personal, don't you?
4: Mr. Bradley, why aren't you in your room? And where are your clothes?
2: Look at the floor where aren't my clothes?
4: Yeah, okay.
2: But why is your mouth bleeding? I was holding a rose in my teeth for a while, but it kept biting me back. With its plant fangs. Truly nature's perfect predator. Mr. Bradley, I'm I'm afraid you might be trying to seduce me. Am I picking up on those signals right? You're as sharp as a plant fang and twice as foxy. Now what do you say you come join me for some mandatory bed stay? Time to go back to your room, Mr. Bradley. Don't be shy. Turkey wants to make you feel good, nice. Okay, why? Why are you trying to seduce me? There's so many other women in this hospital. Not that I would advise bothering them. The gods even gave you a pair of weird boy hands for your weird boy needs. What, you think this is for me? This is for you. This is my poker chip. A poker chip, if you will. My offering unto you in exchange for your services. Excuse me? All right, let's cut the pillow talk and get right to the raspberries. I saw you slamming back a fat sack of tater flakes on your lunch break. I know you dietologists think you know what kinds of foods go in-mouth make good health, but I assure you, I've been piloting this Dirk for somewhere in the ballpark of 30 years, and I know just what kind of high-octane food slurry makes this engine purr. You what? turkey needs junk food. Chips, corn dogs, chocolate-covered jelly beans, peanut clusters, nutbusters, caramel dungeon dips, Chocomancer cocoa runes, anything, please. Just get me a fried potato. I'll, uh, I'd even take it Mashed. I can't handle another liquid salad or cream of soup soup. I'm begging you. And you thought trying to sleep with me would help you get this. And why not? I'm practically dripping with charisma and machisma. And what's wrong with a little tit for tots? You've already rounded my corners with that inquisitive little sponge of yours during bedtime bath times. Now you can sample the whole buffet. First of all, Mr. Bradley, ignoring how terrifying this would be if you were not a walking punchline. Yeah, thinking about it now, this probably wasn't the best idea I ever had. I am a professional. Whatever response my sponge elicits while washing the filth from your body is neither my intent nor my fault. Secondly, I'm married. Happily married. Long time. And third of all, and most importantly, I'm gay. More so now than probably ever before, I dare say. Now why don't we get you back to your bed before I call security or beat the living hell out of you as I've taken no Hippocratic oath and have no compunction about doing you harm. At least let me suck that chip crumbs off your fingers. Smell your breath. There's gotta be some gum or a half wrapped candy in that purse of yours. Don't hold out on me. Security, we have a Coke Bradley in room 190. Please, please, please no.
4: No!
0: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story.
1: Hey there, I'm Bonerick Breaker, and welcome back to uh, another episode of Gitter Dungeon. Today we're going to continue renovating last week's classic Age of Arcana dungeon main floor and today the theme is recycling. Now uh, look at this old door, things rusted over and rotten from the center. A barbarian's going to come along and kick this thing right off its hinges no problem, DC 8 or 10 max. Now uh, we're going to use a few spare parts from a previous renovation and get this bad boy up to a DC 15, maybe 18. Might even throw in a poison trap, we'll see where the day goes. Now see here in this corner? Yep, we got black mold. Now it's just a challenge rating too, black mold, so it ain't hurting nobody. (laughs) Save for maybe a party rogue who sneaks too far ahead of the group. We're just gonna let that be. Now I've opened up this old pit trap, and (coughs) boy howdy, there's a lot of dust down here. The spikes look like dwarven steel, so they've held up pretty good over the eons, and uh, look at that. I count uh, five decomposed bodies. I'm going to call my friend who's a bit of a necromancy contractor and uh, we're going to turn those into some undead minions to help keep this place on its toes. Now that's recycling. Uh, tune in every Sunday for another episode of Gitter Dungeon brought to you exclusively by the Nexus Enterprise. Hey, you cuties. Come with us now on a journey through time and space to the world of the magical episode mid-roll. We love you. Did you know that? It's true. How can we be so sure? Because you're listening right now. Having Max at the table has been a delight, and we're really excited for you to see what happens next. Will Dirk ever get better? Is Hal okay? Where did Gaspar go? Are there going to be more free shrimp? You'll just have to wait and see. Check out the website. I added some fake ad logos and updated some cast info, and while you're there, check out the merch page. We've got Baba Java t-shirts, and I'd love to know what kind of t-shirts you think we should make next. We've got loads of D&D content on the Patreon, maps, magic items, monsters, and our highest tier patrons can make characters to join the show's meta, or get mentioned with the mid-roll legends. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team The Forgotten Legacy with Wagon, Insanity slash Cody, John Reinhardt, and Daryl. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to follow us on Twitch at streams for Monday night live LUQ premieres with Dungeon Mistress Dana. Last week's, we had a huge turnout and we gave away some crack and Dice because it was so much fun. Wednesday nights are me and Zach's cooperative Pokemon Soul Link Nuzlocks, And in the meantime, there's going to be a short break from Penny Plays because Dana deserves a rest. But there's so much more during the week. Are you excited for Undermile? I thought it would be fun to reveal stuff about it slowly to get people excited and give me something to look forward to. The next little tidbit you get is this. It's going to be a tabletop game run by me. And after such a long time, I get to stretch my atrophied DM muscles. It's gonna be wild. And if you send us any cool LUQ photos or fan art, we'd love to post them on social media. And if you leave us a review, we might put it in the mid-roll. This kind of interaction just inspires us so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis. Greetings, good tidings, and howdy-do! It's me, your very best friend, pal, Divinathan from Scryco. Are you tired like so many for good reason of the stress and constant focus required to maintain eye vision? At night, do you kabonk your chunky ankles in the every last table? an aggressive protruding corner. Do you fear the ever-present but unseen threat of a shadowy knifeman waiting on baited blood hungry breath to bury their bastard blade into the broadside of your back and flim-flam vanish with your wallets and lady bags? Well fear no more, for the cutting edge creative science minds at Scryco have pioneered an all new life-changing surgery to replace your worthless troublesome eyes with stylish durable antennae capable of translating vibrations and space into something kind of like seeing things. Introducing Novaton Vibroplasty, the tremor sense surgery that's really shaking up the world of vision. Who needs to see things when you can feel stuff? No more bebangled anklets, sneak-em-up mug murders, or surprise hugs ever again you'll feel it all coming up from up to 10 feet away. Sure, you'll never see the face of your loved ones again or witness the silent majesty of a sunrise ushering in a new day of possibility. But you'll be able to tell when there's worms in the ground while you're walking and never be caught off guard by nearby objects or creatures so long as they aren't stationary. Wowee! If you take innovation and take out the two eyes, you get Novaton. Vibroplasty from your friends at the Seeing Stuff business, Scryco. We see what you have done. The
2: hag reaches to the wound on her face and begins to pull free the flesh. And as she does, a long... Neck unfurls. A young moonstone dragon manifests itself from the flesh of the hag as you begin to realize the threat that you face. Iavos.
1: Iavos is seeking strength from somewhere. This is not his father. His friends are gone, and he grips the quill staff in his hands and remembers how Wuxia, his new friend, uses pole arms to such effect begins tapping his foot gently. But damn your dirt and curse your work if I die at sea lest I die for me. And coming to terms with the fact that this is a place of dreams and he does not have to fear things like lack of strength because his mind is powerful. And with the quill staff, he's going to grip it with both hands and drive it towards the soldier's chest. The old, tired, gnarled hands transform. Your
2: knees no longer creak as you lean forward and attempt your attack. You are as you were on the Acre.
1: 19 to hit. That hits. Right. Never thought I'd attack with the Quill Staff, but here in Dreams, it seems like the thing to do. Am I also using intelligence for damage? Yes. Okay. So that's going to be five piercing and five psychic damage.
2: Marvelous. You drive the quill staff through his studded leather and chain armor and it pierces into his side. Blood begins to pour free. He makes no sound, only stares at you with judgmental eyes. He draws his blade up and drives it down into your chest, hoping to skewer
1: you. But don't though. That's 9 damage. Thankfully, my armor's a uh, new enhancement. Preparing against the slashing makes that halved.
2: Marvelous. As the blade comes down, it is deflected slightly by the pleated sheets of your armor. And instead of impaling you clean through from clavicle to gut, he instead slides the blade down your chest and the impact of it still manages to break a few ribs.
1: I rip the quill staff out of his chest and see it dripping with his blood. I fear this cruel ink may have to write your memoirs. Penny. Good luck with the dragon thing. (laughs) Boy.
3: (laughs) As Penny hears another voice raising in song, her nerves calm and she becomes less frantic. And she stands to her full height and smiles. I thought maybe I didn't have friends, but they're still with me, even now. And as she looks up, glowing with moonlight, Her eyes sparkle mischievously, and that moonlight begins to turn golden, begins to build, begins to collect once more on her blade, now that there is more light in this place. 24. That'll do it. Mm -hmm. And if that wasn't clear, that was another Radiant Smite.
1: Perfect. Gotta get me some of them Radiant Smites.
3: (laughs) That is a total of 29 more damage. Sweet Jesus. Cool. I have one more attack. Well, damn.
1: 26. Nice. Why are we even here? (laughs) I'm a fucking wizard in a sword fight. She's soloing a dragon. (laughs) 21 damage. Holy sweet Jesus in
3: Christ. So that's a total of 81 from Penny. The crushing radiant energy
2: stabs through the dragon's chest. And then as you pull free the blade, you drag it down, opening up its lower torso. Silvered blood pours free as the creature begins to shriek and thrash. It is no longer pulling its punches. As it draws in a breath, the moonlight gathering from the pools outside into her mouth, and she emits a staggering moonlight breath. She deals 41 damage to everything in front of her, including the damaged bodies of your friends.
1: Mm, with I, the damage we
3: took in the dreams? Yes. Oh, I'm so... That's, I'm even out. at full, I'm out. How are you doing, Penny? As the dragon inhales, Penny can't help but grin. All the best stories have dragons. But that's the great thing about the stories. The hero always wins and she positions herself as best she can between the breath and her companions and uses the new ability of her Zillow's shield to block this attack. I'm going to give you an opportunity to burn one of the quin in your pocket to shield both of them from the damage. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to take it, but uh, what a scene.
4: Hell yes.
1: Mm, mm, thank you. That would have put me at uh, negative nine.
2: The splash, however, will hurt them. They will each take 1d6 damage. Oh, no. Wuxia takes five. Avos takes two, which is enough to rouse you from sleep. As the dream begins to fade, the warrior looks you in the eye, and he says, with no uncertainty, You
3: will never go home. When you both awake, the first thing you see is Penny. Holding out the shield... She's blocking this breath, but something looks different. Her eyes are glowing, not like sunlight, not green, but the color of Quint. Mmm. Mmm. That's pretty
2: scary. Please transfer your initiatives to Max's ledger.
0: <laughs>
4: Dragon's initiative is done. Okay. After the dragon, that would bring it to me. Wooshah. <laughs> Oh, two bells at attention. He's going to pull himself up, grab his spears. He is going to burn a first level spell to Hunter's Mark the dragon. Then he is going to toss Ebb as hard as he can, going for the dragon's big jaw. Which is a 17 versus its AC.
2: That is one shy. Oh, fuck. It has better AC out of its tag form.
1: Oh, fuck. I would assume. That seems fair. Pulling Eb back to
4: his hand by its spectral chains, he is going to give it another toss and go for wherever he can hit on the dragon. That's a 20 total versus its AC. That'll do it. Fuck yeah. With Spear, Hunter's Mark, and Colossus Slayer because it's missing HP. That's going to be 16 damage to that dragon. Uh, nice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. It has taken an even 110 now. Oh, baby. A buck ten. Wuxia pulls himself up from the ground, shaken a little bit, no longer having to compensate for the motion of the ocean. He tosses his first spear that deflects off of the dragon's heavy scales around its jaw. And as he pulls it back, he throws it immediately into the dragon's chest, trying to break through and find anything close to its heart. As he pulls the spear back to his hand, he's going to limp, feeling an old wound on his peg leg just a little bit harder than he used to, and try to position himself between the dragon and Iavos.
1: I see. Okay, okay. Beautiful. Iavos. Iavos rises casually to his feet sad to no longer be dreaming, but glad to be far from that place. And the quill staff is still gripped in his hands like a weapon. There's still a tiny bit of shadowy blood on the tip of it. And he grips it tightly with his enchanted gloves. For a moment, feels like he's holding Penny's hand and using a bonus action. He's going to cast a third level healing word on Penny. Woo. Uh, 12 hit points. And with the tip of the quill, Faced aggressively towards the dragon, he's going to use his action to continue on his cantrip trend and let loose a firebolt right in its face. (laughs) Perfect. Resting the quill on Wusha's shoulder for just a moment, (laughs) using him to steady.
2: Like a tripod Mm -hmm. in more ways than
1: one. Uh, Does a 24 hit the dragon? You know it does. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I had my doubts, but in my heart I knew. Seven fire damage to the dragon. Staggering. You knows it.
2: The flame heats the moonstone of the dragon's flesh, and you see some small cracks begin to form, but she largely ignores it. And a hunch.
1: That's cantrips for (laughs) you.
4: Next is Penny.
3: Penelope stands her ground. She pulls back her sword, looking at the wound she created in the dragon's chest. Flecks of its blood splattered on her armor and face. With her tongue, she licks up a drop of it, and then looks confused for a second. A look of familiarity. Instead of aiming for the dragon's heart, she pivots, using her ability Cage of Briars, and then striking it. Hmm. Hmm. Dirty 20. That'll do it. Nice. The dragon is going to have to make me a strength saving throw. Oh no. They're pretty frail dragons. I've heard that. Natural twenty.
1: Oh, oh no. Fucking God. <laughs> I mean it's a
3: moon dragon. They could be they could be soft. That does sixteen points of damage. A lot. And as briars bloom from the tip of the sword, they fail to catch hold. This quarry is too big, too powerful. Penny cries out and strikes again.
1: Ah! <laughs> Battle cry
3: This time her heart's not in it. Mm. And with an eleven it glances off of the moonstone scales. The dragon does not recover its breath weapon. Yay! Oh, good. Actual, honest yay. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: it does still have plenty of claw and tooth to aim at you. It starts with a claw aimed wusha. Bring it on. The whoosh claw. Very much so. That's a twenty-four coming at you. Ah, uh, yep, that hits.
1: Oh, ooh, baby. Right in the ha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this anymore.
2: <laughs> and an eighteen for the second,
4: that is also going to hit.
2: Okay,
1: we have fun. And
2: Penny,
3: that is a twenty-six. That's a hit. Okay, mm. this is this is going to be it. I tried,
1: <laughs> I tried to heal
3: you. Oh, I appreciate it, but these these have been hitting hard. Max, that is nine and
4: twelve coming at you. Nine and twelve, so. Oh my God! I suddenly lost the ability. Twenty-one damage total. Uh, Wusha is unconscious. Oh no, Penny! That is going
2: to be exactly sixteen damage.
3: I have exactly sixteen hit points. So, Oof, this is bad. That is going to drop Penny.
1: I don't like being in this cheese stands alone scenario with a dragon. <laughs> For those of you who can't see the board, there's two unconscious party members, a tiny little Iavos and a massive moon dragon. (laughs) It's a
2: very David Goliath scenario. Silvered blood pours from her wounds as she makes her strikes. She is barely holding herself together.
1: Fuck. Fuck my bony butt. It is your turn. Let's be clear. Iavos' intuition is to heal his very strong friends, but he cannot outheal this dragon's DPS. Not even close. So he's going to try a final gambit before he gets crushed like so many grapes to make wizard wine. (laughs) 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 Feeling his magic return to him and something about the sight of his unconscious friends draws out the arcane energy that he uses, that he relies on and all of the tarot cards scattered across the floor begin to float up into the air as they manifest into a vortex of flyleaf at third level, cutting upwards into the dragon's chest and wings.
2: Oh, man, I love it. Okay, uh, that's very good. That is a
1: Dexy save for the Dargonian. It rolls very well. That is a 21. Yeah, that'll do. But at least it does something this time. And at third level, that's a lot of D4s. That's good. That's very good. More, th- a lot of th- threes and fours. I'm pretty cool with that. Hell yeah. Uh, 26 slashing damage to the moon dargan. 26 cut in half,
2: 146. This creature has 144 hit points. Oh, oh my gosh.
4: Hold on. Did the cheese just stand alone, full of wizard wine and surrounded <laughs> by thin cuts of dragon? You are an entire charcuterie board, my dude. <laughs> It's a shark cuttery. <laughs> shark <Shark-her-tery. laughs>
2: mm. Penny, you are conscious enough to see the lesser and greater arcana carve swaths through the dragon's flesh as it screams and writhes and falls to the ground, whimpering. It should have been me.
3: It should have been me. As the moonstone dragon begins to collapse, Penny forces herself, not to her feet. She doesn't have the strength. But she throws herself on top of the dragon, between it and Iavos. Stop, please. Please, stop. She's my sister.
2: The scales fall away and drift in an unseen wind. And the crumpled form before you is that of a fawn with a broken antler.
1: Welcome back to EXPN, your number one source for all things LUQ. My name is Warren Ruspero, and with me is the, I assume, recovered page theta row... How you feeling, Paige? I'm fine, I'm fine. Just don't ever hit me like that with so much nonsense all at once again. My head is still spinning, like some kind of illogical hangover. Sorry, pal. I thought you'd prefer evidence over words, being a man of science and all. Yeah, yeah. Automaton, man of science, very clever. No hard feelings? Of course not. But answer me this. While I was trying to screw my head back on straight, did that witch turn into a big-ass space dragon? She did. And did three-fifths of the follow crown go toe-to-toe with that space dragon, while two-thirds of which spent half of the fight sleeping? It would seem so. And last but not least, did that defeated space dragon then turn into a little deer lady at the end? That's exactly what happened. Yes. good. Good. Then my processors are functioning and it wasn't a strange fever dream. Now that's some wild entertainment. Wild indeed. Who is this mysterious back alley aggressor? And what does she want with the already sought-after Penelope Farthing? Maybe she's one of the other pennies. There's like a whole bunch of them now, right? I can hardly keep track anymore. Hmm. Not quite. Either way, we'll have to find out next time right here on the League of Ultimate Questing. Oh, right, Yes. Mandatory cliffhanger. Very good.
4: Huh? damn Penny, you got a weird ass family tree. <laughs> I do. They're the weirdest. Your
1: sisters a witch dragon? <laughs>
4: <laughs> are, are yours? <laughs> my god that was a harrowing fight oh right
3: that there. was
2: hard yeah sorry guys this episode was filler this was all filler no,
3: whatever it was, it was <laughs> great <laughs> Every, was a, everything's was a- technically filler it was a fun combat. Uh, no,
2: I was I was not looking for compliments. I was actually being ironic because I realized this actually rocked ass. Even though it was intended to be, it was intended to be filler. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I accidentally pulled out some serious
3: shit. Some of the some of the less planned stuff we've done has been like the best. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, and this was so much fun. And I want everyone to know that Penny's not that much of a badass. I literally blew everything I had in, in that
4: little fight. Yeah, but the numbers speak for themselves. Dana, how dare you go onto the internet and lie to people? Who does that? <laughs> Max, what was your highlight? My highlight was fucking Penny being a badass. Now what?
3: <laughs> oh, that's, that's tough. Um, what do we do in this one?
4: What did we? What where, where did literally this start? A
3: dragon. Did it start with? It the, just started with fighting the hag. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I actually just really love the imagery. Like first the the sapphire eyes going into like a moonstone dragon. is such a cool idea for a gem dragon, um, and I love that it's not like a normal dragon. Like yeah. I, and then the tarot cards. Like there's just a lot of fun elements to this scene, and I I like all of that
1: all of that gravy. All <laughs> <laughs> that gravy. A good good gravy, boy. I. Didn't like getting called out and besmacked by my ghost dad soldier. Um, I did like that Zach told us that the damage we deal in the fight is going to help Penny and to starts chucking people overboard. (laughs) Y'all did a staggering 13 damage. We contributed
3: so Uh, much. In in your dream, Mm -hmm. which is a huge deal. I mean, for the record, the
4: dragon wouldn't have gone down without that. Yeah,
3: Admittedly.
1: True. Yeah, I did a whole 10 to the soldier.
4: I took my, my plan there was taking a risk and seeing if maybe if the enemy like went unconscious it would count as all of their health suddenly against the dragon
1: but uh, it was
4: worth a try I right? don't
1: think you go unconscious when you hit the ocean <laughs> <laughs> It just sucks a lot. A boy can dream. <laughs> yeah, I, think I think you've that's, had first-hand experience, you should know. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's a solid strategic like call. Oh, t- yeah. Strategically, n- minimizing the numbers when you're outnumbered by literally six targets, like, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> it, it is almost smart when you realize that technically you probably could have killed each one of these with one hit. Oh,
2: fucking it. They, fr- they were all like seven health, I think. So oh, you could have just been like,
1: Oh, on. great. Oh man, family reunions—always
2: <laughs> fun. Did you? Did you have a, a, a highlight, or just? No, I mean, I love the <laughs> the irony sucks. of
1: him throwing guys <laughs> overboard for the damage. But I like—I—I I have a big love of splitting things into multiple mini battlefields. I really, really like mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't slow mm-hmm. things down at all. People think it does. It's just you're still going in initiative order. Yeah, yeah. right. And
3: we've never done that before on this show, and that's like. It's very cool. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh for me personally, uh I loved the
2: inclusion of the shanty. That that definitely did it for me. But <laughs> um, also I just really liked the emotional weight of what was happening for Yavos. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything mm-hmm. that was going on there was really heartbreaking and serious and uh yeah, I didn't I didn't want to overstep on on the father there. Uh I didn't I no. wanted to be mostly silent, but
1: yeah, yeah, no the the whole point of um this is a part that he left behind so you can have a little bit of flexibility with seeing how you want to run it
4: speaking as myself i love it when you call in mean father
2: <laughs> let's go ahead and go around the table with our introduction since this is the end of a chapter
4: uh, my name is max you can find me at dungeon master max pretty much anywhere online i play woosh Brineborn, the wandering tide and also make sure to check out help action Please do. They just ended season one. Season just two will be coming, I think, in six months? Something like that, yeah. Around, around autumn is the plan to start it back up. If awesome. You,
1: if you hit the OUQ wall and you're sad, there's a bunch of very fun help action you can use to catch up and fill the time.
4: Hell, it's 72 episodes, I think. And if you want to
2: hear 72 episodes in one season, well, I guess our season was 120. <laughs> I was just going to so say. Like, we, we went... We went
4: three years without taking a break. That's fair. That's oh, how geez. seasons work, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: We should use the English series. That makes there a lot more sense go. in this context. But I will also say that if you want to hear Max, you should check out our uh, D20 questions with him. It was an absolute fucking oh my God. wonder. Mm-hmm. That was so long ago. That was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was where we discussed me shotgunning cans of
1: Minestrone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Full English breakfasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a lot of elephant jokes. It was, it was so a whole, good. Like
4: that- 10 minutes at the beginning of us just fucking talking about how to make
3: eggs. Sounds like something y'all would talk about.
2: Okay, I want to. I want to get real with you. Anybody out here who hasn't bothered listening to D twenty questions? And I know it's most of you because the numbers on D twenty questions is dog shit. I want you to do me a favor. Just go listen to one episode. That shit is Buck Wild. If nothing else, listen to Max's. It's worth it. What? Yeah,
1: Max and Sam Cole are probably our two funniest.
3: Sam Cole was so good. Some of those puns though. And I am Dana Ebert. Yeah, I'm still still writing for Paizo. Uh, Coming this year, we've still got Pathfinder Lost Omens Travel Guide, and newly announced uh, as of this recording, Starfinder Interstellar Species. Both of those are super fun. Depends what flavor you like. Other than that, I am currently doing a show called Room for Everyone, which is a Yuseba's Bed and Breakfast uh, actual play live stream, which is by Carrying Comfort Studios and Charm Person Games. You can find that on the Twitch for carry and comfort studios and you can find <laughs> links to all that on, on my twitch um i also have some things kind of planned for later in the year i'm going to be working again with ttrpg that's t-e-a t-r-p-g but yeah just follow me on social that's mistress dana rpg and you'll get all the deets
1: mm. yes uh, dana plays the titular witch in that series and it's wonderful i want to be the titular witch the titular witchler the witchler tit yes my name is <laughs> my name is law the witchler tit um <laughs> I play Iavos Isadora, witness to the Withering Acre, Scion of the Withering Acre, and I am also the creative director of Slapdash. All the projects and stuff I'm working on are right here in your face, and we also do Twitch, and that's fun.
2: I also want to thank Hediger the Edgar for editing this episode, and Bree Golden for not making a map on this one. I actually... I actually circumvented Bree and just downloaded something because I had so little time to do this. I Traitor. feel so bad. I feel. I so mean, bad. I recognize that one. <laughs> I mean, yes, that that is that is Law's old map from season
1: one. Uh, yeah. I believe,
2: I want to say that was the one where we uh, first met Gosmuriel and fought off some nasty spider things.
1: That's either the one where you fought Gosmuriel or it was the weird hand forest outside of Abel.
2: Uh, no, I think the, the hand force is in there. I, I okay. saw it. Yeah, that is, that is pretty yeah. sure that's Cosmereel. That's
1: Cosmereal's Glade. Uh, if you haven't listened,
2: if you haven't listened to season one and you're on this one, go ahead and listen to season one. Maybe, maybe you just weren't a huge fan of, uh, of RTM or something like that, but go back and listen. Just do it. A hand force
4: seems like a touching experience.
2: Yeah. But this is, this has really been a delight. I'm really shocked by how well this, this like filler stuff went and the fact that I was able to throw all this all together in a day. I'm just like, yeah, I got it. So I'm pretty proud of it. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, we got some really cool stuff coming down the line and I'm going to be seeing about having a uh, Gaspar special solo episode Ooh. coming down the pipeline. So we'll do that. And then hopefully we're also planning on doing a Hal uh, solo thing. So we'll mm-hmm. see how it mm-hmm. plays out. Thank you guys again. I love you. And uh, until next time,
0: we wish you luck.